0: You need to know. You need to know what's happening. It's 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 time to get in the huddle with Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenfour.
1: Welcome to the latest edition of In the Huddle. We come to you guys as always, courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. And this week it will be yours truly, Jason Lockenfour at Jason Lockenfour, talking ball with everybody's favorite breakdown guru brian baldinger at baldy nfl and we will get you guys seamlessly transitioned from week three to week four we're going to hit on the two remaining undefeated teams um and take a little bit of a, of a glimpse forward at their matchups this week we're going to look at some of the superior quarterback play we're seeing in this league at a robust level from Lamar Jackson and a more limited constraints of an offense with Cooper rush, but Mm -hmm. very effective. We'll certainly hit on some of the upcoming big games this week, bucks, chiefs, Rams, 49ers. And, uh, we'll, we'll take a deep dive into the AFC West Mm -hmm. and see what's going on with some of, uh, the teams that are really struggling there. Chargers and Raiders. We're looking at you and Denver, probably you too. Um, but, Baldy, let, let's start with the two remaining um, 3-0 and teams. Yeah. You and I did a lot of offseason previews. We both thought, hey, Miami, Philadelphia, we're buying what they're selling. They are improved rosters. They're going to be improved operations. How high is the ceiling? Remains to be seen. So far, so good, though, obviously.
0: Well, if you start in Philadelphia, I mean, what they did to Washington, it just doesn't happen. It happens rarely in the NFL where one team dominates the other team. In every single way possible, Jason. And so you look at Philadelphia's defensive line and what they did to Carson Wentz, sacking them nine times, um, hitting them 17 times. But they sacked them on five out of six passes in the first quarter alone. Like you hit any quarterback. I don't care what the name of the back of the jersey is. Yeah. And you drill them into the dirt the way they did as frequently as they did in the first half or in the first quarter you can forget about them the rest of the game. Like, they're not going to stay in there and do their job. And that's what happened to Carson. And on the other side, like, the development of Jalen Hurts is so real. And people keep saying, well, I'm going to hold my breath on Jalen Hurts. I'm like, well, you can keep holding your breath. You're going to die blue in the face. Like, you know, so I said after watching the game, Jason, Sunday night, I said, this is the best deep ball thrower in the league. Now, wow. obviously that's meant to sort of tease, yeah. you know, because nobody's going to take anything away from Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, whatever, but he had eight balls, Jason, thrown down the field over 25 yards in the air. You got two defensive pass interference penalties, Devontae Smith before the half leads to a field goal, A.J. Brown, um, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Like he trusts his receivers. Now, The other component to it is their offensive line can protect as well as anybody. And they did. And so it's like bombs away watching. Yeah. And so he's not just a run around quarterback. No. He can throw the ball. And he, look, look, I don't know if AJ Brown's going to go up and pull all these things out of the sky or Devontae's going to pull it out, like just out jump guys like he did. Yeah. But he believes that those guys can do it. And that's part of the battle is believing that. And so you look at that and then, the other component is when you have Darius Slay and James Branbury and Avante Maddox and a Kazeer White, you've got guys that can cover yeah. as well as anybody. Yeah, And so that just allows you to – they, they sacked Carson Wentz nine times, Jason. They didn't blitz once. Right. They got home with four, and Carson's holding the ball, whatever. Like, they're well put together. Now, I'm not predicting any Super Bowl – You're not crowning
1: them. You're not crowning them.
0: Yeah, like nobody's crowning anybody on September 28th right. or 29th. But, you know, they're, they're good. And then on the other side, Miami, uh, look, their nemesis was the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So they'd beaten them seven times in a row, and they'd beaten them bad, Jason. They, they'd put up over 35 points a game. Yes. They put up 36 in one game, knocking the Dolphins out of the playoffs. So for them to beat them, no matter – forget about the stat page. They made all the key stops. All right, they made a stop. You know, they got the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. You get the ball at the six-yard line, score a touchdown, score, you know, tie the game up. They stopped down the goal line repeatedly. Yeah. They got a few fumbles. Like, they made the stops. And they've got a guy, in Xavier Howard, that can line up on Stephon Diggs, yeah. and they can contain him where yeah. he doesn't go crazy. And when Josh Allen needs a play and he's looking for him, there's Howard plastering. So they did a lot of really good things. Javon Holland's a star um, he was in that game so like kudos to and and then look when they went to take the lead to throw that ball 50 yards down the field to Jalen Ward yeah. on 3rd 22 Jason down 17 14 there's a whole bunch of coordinators in this league that say we'll send a screen let's get the field goal right right well what well, we won't we won't risk it it's still 10 minutes to go in the game yeah not with this Mike McDaniel yeah. not with him like yeah. he's going for it. and that's what they did and like, you could take – you can, can you could try to tear Tua down all you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. that guy threw four balls in that game that would go up against anybody in this league. All
1: right, well, let's stick with the Dolphins. We'll get back to the Eagles in a minute. They did find a way to contain Buffalo, but I wonder at what cost, Baldy. Warm yes. day, their defense, Miami's on the field for 90 – 90, 90 plays, over 40 minutes, turning around. Dealing with a hurricane coming in, a weird practice week in the best of times, now even stranger, short week against the Bengals team that woke up. Not sure about Tua as we record this right now, about his status. Is this a tough spot for Miami to remain undefeated?
0: I think so. I think so because I think the real question is Tua. Like Tua can can really run this offense. Teddy Bridgewater played three plays. It's three plays boy, it, it, it just didn't look good yeah. when he Teddy came in. Like, I just – I worry about this offense and getting the ball to these guys um, the way Tua has and the way he believes in them if Teddy's in there. And now, I'm not here to disparage Teddy. Right. But I think there's a big drop-off between Tua and Teddy right now. And so, you know, the, the plays that Teddy has made, if you go back to week one against the Patriots in a tight ball game, 41 yards to Waddle on fourth down, over the middle. Like, he has been throwing the ball with no fear. The the, the reason why Teddy is traveling around this league as a backup right now is because he plays with some fear. He doesn't want to make the mistake. And so in, and when you play like that, you don't make the big play. And right now the Dolphins are winning these games because of big plays.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, against Baltimore, against New England last week, against Buffalo. They're winning because they're making these big splash plays. And you got to have a quarterback that plays with no fear. Cincinnati, he's got a solid defense. Yeah, like they just took the Jets apart. But offensively, they really kind of fixed some of their issues. They went to the RPO game last week against the Jets, Jason. They went max protection. You saw a yeah. back and a tight end basically on either side of Joe Burrow when yeah. they wanted to take the shot. And what we saw, and this against the Jets, but what we saw was. The Joe Burrow that we remember, like he didn't when he got time last week, he didn't miss. Like he put the ball exactly where he wanted to put it. Tyler Boyd had a strong game. Jamar T like he got the ball to his guys. And I I feel like they have the capability of doing the same thing um, on Thursday night.
1: I'm with you. I like the Bengals in this spot, although no. the number is now four I liked it a whole lot more. At three, uh, the Eagles have an interesting matchup um as the other remaining undefeated team. Jacksonville, they're at the very least professional grade operation, Paul Like you're not ready to anoint the Eagles, nor am I. I'm not gonna say that the Jags are a contender. I'm not gonna say that the Jags are here to stay and that they're they're gonna be in this thing till the end, but they're gonna beat themselves with far less regularity than they have, right? There's some real pieces on that defense that I think um, are are rounding into meaningful players in this league. And they're putting Trevor Lawrence in positions to win and not lose games. And that's a pretty good foundation to me.
0: Yeah, it is. And I'll I'll just start this off here, Jason, by saying it's probably a good thing they hired Urban Meyer because they wouldn't have gotten to Doug Peterson if Urban Meyer somehow survived. (laughs) You know, didn't do just, you know, just adolescent things. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll say this, Doug Peterson, I've been around Doug a lot. Uh, he is, first of all, he's a very good head coach. But what he does well is he collaborates. Like what a coach should do. He mm-hmm. takes in a lot of information from his quarterback, from his coordinators, from his coaches, and he comes up with game plans and plays. So when you watch Trevor play right now, they took the Chargers apart. Now they lost a bunch of guys; Joey yeah. Bosa went down, and you know J.C. Jackson's not out there. But they took him apart. And when you watch Trevor right now, the offense just makes so much sense. Like it's—he's giving them these reads because the predictability of what the defense is going to do, Doug's already got figured out. Yeah. So man coverage. Here's your man. Beat him. This is where to go with the ball. It's if they take the cheese. You throw it here. Yeah. They don't take the cheese. You throw it in. like it's just you play after play after play. And then the key though is the offensive line has been sturdy. They hit the big pictures. They hit on all the draft picks: Luke yeah. Fortner, Travon Walker, like all the all these guys. They, they they've hit on all of them. Devin Devin Lloyd's a star already. But Fortner, the sheriff at right guard, the two tackles like Brandon Birch or Barch, you know, at left guard. It's solid. It's yeah. really so Trevor's got time. And now what I see though is when he's got the time and he's got these this offense, and here's the reads, he's putting the ball where he wants to put it. Like he's not missing. Yeah. And so that's good. And then defensively, you got Josh Allen, Travon Walker, like Trayvon Walker, like these guys. You got, you know, push in the middle, you got linebacker play. Like they're really they're really sound in what they're doing. Mike Caldwell's calling good games. They took the charges apart. Like yeah. It wasn't even close. Do you think
1: they could pull the upset? Last I looked, six and a half point uh, Eagles were favored by. Do, do you think Jacksonville can win this football game?
0: They can win it. They can win it because I think they can. I think the key is, will they be able to run it with, you know, with, with Robinson and ETN the way they did last week? Now, they ran it very well, the 50-yard run on fourth and one. You know, we all saw that. Um but I think that if they have some balance in this offense, and they they don't have to, you know, they don't have to run for 150 yards. But if they can get 30, 35 runs for 100 yards, 120 mm-hmm. yards, like that's if they get that type of balance, first of all, they're going to keep Jalen off the field right, for a chunk, right. which is important. Um, but yes, I think they they actually could give Philadelphia a run. They actually match up real well with the Eagles. And so I think they can. And I think it'll be a good spot for a lot of people to see the talent of Trevor Lawrence, because he looks like what you want the number one pick in the draft. to be. He looks like that kid that came out of Cartersville, Georgia, that won the job at, you know, at high school in eighth grade. He he looks like that guy right now. We've covered the good. Let's go to the bad. You've referenced the
1: Chargers a couple of times in that debacle with the Jags. I have a multitude of questions here, Baldy um the injuries it just seems like that happens every year and and i i i don't know how to explain it i don't know that anybody can explain it but i i found myself watching that game in real time sunday having a visceral reaction to looking at the scoreboard looking at what's happening on the field and wondering why the hell justin herbert's in this game and it, it didn't it made no sense at 31 10. it made less sense at 38 10. and then brandon staley after the game says well he, he he felt like he could provide us energy and he wanted to be out there. I almost had a conniption. Like, I'm stunned that the Spanos family didn't send somebody down from the box, down to the sidelines at some point in time to say, hey, buddy, upside your head. Get him off the – get him out of here. This is bigger. We're going to lose with him. We're going to lose without
0: him. This is silly. Well, I almost had the same re- – I had the same reaction on the Thursday night before against Kansas City. Yes. When he was clearly hurt. And I know it's week two. It's division game. It's Kansas City. There's a chance to win the game. Your whole future is Justin Herbert and protecting him. And so you lose your left tackle in Rashawn Slater. The reason why Rashawn Slater was as good as anybody in the league, including Trent Williams, was we never heard his name ever. Like he was just that good, Jason. Like he didn't commit penalties. They when they're a left-handed team, they ran behind him and Filer when they needed a yard, a touchdown, a, a run. Um, he locked up the best pass rushers in the league. He's gone, and they throw Storm Norton in there, and he was a turnstile. So they're they're not anywhere near where they were um, with with what they have on the offensive line right now. It's a huge huge loss, yeah. and I'm with you. Like you've got to play the long game with Justin Herbert. You have to. Like, he's just that important. Chase Daniels, Chase Daniels, and whatever they got. But you can lose games in September you, if, if you're winning in December and you've got a good team and your whole quarterback is healthy and you could get into any race. Because nobody's running away with this thing. And the division that we thought it was going to be, because of the quarterbacks in the division, everybody's struggling. And so I think right now, I'm with you, Jason. Like it it made no sense to be on the field, not in that type of a blowout game.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it looked like coaching malpractice, but I'm going to say organizational malpractice because Brandon Staley does answer to certain people mm-hmm. and they, they, they should have had the wherewithal to, to nip that in the bud. Um, yeah, I just don't know that, that, that something's off there. Like it just seems like something's always off there. Um, the Raiders have yet to win a ball game. I could make the case for them being three and zero. You know, I think if you, yeah. but now and that's maybe the league. People say, "Well, that's the league." Well, okay, but this is kind of extreme because they're winless. And if you watch those games and take about three plays out, they're three and zero and probably run away with a couple of those games. Uh, they've got to get off the mat here, game against Denver. Not that there wasn't one against Tennessee mm. a week ago. What are you seeing from the Raiders, and and we um, might as well get into a little bit of uh, can Russ cook anymore? Like let Russ cook. My question now is, can Russ
0: cook? Hmm. So let's start with the Raiders. You know, if you just the average analyst out there will just say, well, you know, the, the offense lines is broken, and Derek Carr can't handle pressure. Like that, none of that is true. Like they got two rookies playing in there. They got a rookie right tackle at Ohio State, seventh round pick. They got Dylan Parham. I never saw him play center in my life. Yeah. I thought he was a guard at Memphis. Played guard early in the year. He's at center. Like, they've had injuries. But he was playing good. They ran the ball well. Josh Jacobs ran the ball just yeah. fine. Um, Brandon, you know, Brandon uh, ran the ball just fine. Uh, they protected just fine. Like, their red zone offense was awful. Like, you're, you're down trying to score a two-point conversion. And, you know, I mean, the play's there to be made. You don't make the play. Uh, You know, a red zone time before that, the ball goes right through Darren Waller's hands. It's a touchdown. I don't know why. I mean, they they throw it to Devontae one time down there for a touchdown. There's no defense designed by any man that can really stop Devontae Adams. Now, if you want to throw it to Matt Collins and have him have 160 yards on eight catches because they're doubling Waller and Devontae Adams, okay. But there's certain plays in that game you got to go to Devontae Adams. You just have to. He just wins too good. And it's funny because he's winning and looking for the ball like Aaron still is quarterback. And Aaron's yeah. not his quarterback. And mm-hmm. it's not Green Bay. And you can see he's frustrated because he could have taken that game over easily. Um, and they didn't allow him to do it. So it's all there. And then defensively, I mean, I got some real questions with Patrick Graham now. Yeah. Because they come out and they're playing nickel defense against Derrick Henry. And he's gashing them for 65 yards in the first half. And then they go, well, we better fix things at halftime. So In the third quarter, there are four defensive linemen, and Derrick Henry runs for 18 yards. Like, they fixed it, but why wait till halftime? Like, where's the adjustment right. after they go down the field the first three times they have the ball and yeah. score 21 straight points? Like, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, in New England, Belichick used to always say, it was gospel. We're not waiting halftime to make right. adjustments. We are. We all should get fired. And I kind of feel like, what were they thinking? Like, stack the box against Derek. Make that quarterback and those receivers beat you. Yeah. And so they fixed it in the second half. They shut him out in the second half. Too little, too late. But everything, so what I say, my takeaway, Jason, is, and especially this week, and we'll get to Denver, is, look, every single thing you need to put, Wins, not just a win this week, but wins together is in that locker room. Like they have the players. You could say, okay, the quarterback position is weak. It is, but it's weak a lot of places. Yeah, I know this. Max Crosby can get to quarterback better than anybody in this league, as good as anybody in this league. And Chandler's not bad when it's in pass rushing situations. Yeah. So let's just like can the talk. You got to get one before you can get two. They got to get a win this week and against Denver. That final drive, Russell Wilson looked like Russell, you know, to go win the game against the 49ers. Like he made Russell magic. He made Houdini type throws and plays. And against maybe the best defensive football in San Francisco, they found a way to get one drive. Um, But it's not pretty. He's got one legit receiver in Cortland Sutton. Uh, I don't know what Jerry Judy is at this point. He's on the field, not on the field. He doesn't. I don't know what he is. I don't know what the tight ends are. I know they can run the ball and they can throw it to those two runners. And they got Cortland Sutton. There's not a lot to work with. And against the best defensive football, they found a way to win a game. I yeah. give them, I give them a little bit of credit. But it's not, it's it's uh yeah. you know, it's it, it's a limited, it's a limited group right now. Yeah. And defensively, look, I'll put Patrick Satan on Yeah. Line. put him on yeah. Yeah. Devontae Adams. I'd pay double the admission to go watch that matchup.
1: Yeah.
0: With the Raiders, I found the
1: dynamic week one fascinating. They throw the ball 37 times, 17 targets for Adams. And if you look at drive starting plays, they had 10 drive starters. Nine of them were passes. Eight of them were Adams. And I wondered, okay, you got Renfro. You got running backs who can catch the ball. You just re up with Waller. Like, I I knew there was going to be a recalibration. And some of this stuff is, like, subconscious, right? And so you got everybody's looking at Carr saying, oh. Yeah, you brought your boy back from Fresno State. Now everything just goes to him, right? Like whether it was said or uns- right spoken or unspoken, everybody in the locker room is watching the film. They see where the ball's going. So I thought there'd be a recalibration. And I almost feel like now it's going too far the other way where it's like, I'm going to show you I can do it with all these other guys. And I'll just get it to him when I need one yard at the goal line. But other than that, he could be a decoy. Like I-, I feel like they probably need to like sit down as an offense players. And I'm not a huge players only meeting thing but there probably needs to be a discussion about, okay, so this is what's really been going on here and we need to squash it and and find a way to, right, find a way to, like, just win football games. doesn't matter what the timeshare is, what the the, the timeshare is.
0: I texted a guy on the Raiders last night and I said, tell your quarterback to remind him that number 17 is his best friend and feed the beast. Like, just feed him. Like, he's just that good. His touchdown was against bracket coverage of Kevin Byard and Zach Cunningham the best cover safety linebacker, and he split them. And to Derek Carr's credit, like, Devontae didn't put his hand up in the air looking for the ball, and the ball hit his hand. Like, it was just that pretty. It was that perfect. Like, it's there. The timing, the trust, the belief, it's there. Like, they just got to go to it. And if anybody's whining or complaining, nobody's going to whine or complain if they're losing it, if they go to Owen Like, everybody's wanting to complain, at their own four. Yeah, yeah. If they win a game, start stacking some wins, and Devontae's getting 14 targets, then and he's scoring two touchdowns, like, fine. Live with it. Like, everybody else can just cry in their own, you know, cry in their milk. But, like, that's that's where the ball's got to go. There was a a situation. They were awful on third downs last week. Like, just terrible, like a lot of teams in this league. And there was a time it was third and seven, and Devontae's – opposite the three receiver set and he just beats the corner on just a little shake and he's looking back for the ball with Oak and I could just see like immediately flash flashback to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball right to the pylon. Yeah. And Devontae's going to go meet the ball at the pylon. Yeah. And it's seven points. And you know, I don't know what Derek was thinking, but he goes to Foster Moreau over the middle of the field. It's like nothing's there. So like there's just going to be plays. You just got to know, like this is where the ball's got to go. And he's going to win. He's yeah. just going to win. Yeah. And you just got to trust him. And, and I, maybe they get back to that this week. It's good defense in, in Denver. Yeah, They got a good front. They're hard to run against all that stuff. But Devontae knows what he, he knows how to beat that defense.
1: Well, there's some quarterback play that we just touched on there that needs to improve. There, there's a couple of guys we want to talk about here as well, who are doing it. Um, at a really high level. I, I I don't think there's anybody on the planet right now, Baldy, who is affecting football games more than Lamar Jackson is. And we've seen him do it with bombs away the deep ball. We've seen him do it in games where he didn't run at all. We've seen it do it in games where he runs for 113 yards more than anybody else on his football team. Mm-hmm. And we see it this week against Bill Belichick where he blitzed him way more than I thought he was going to. Um, I didn't think it would be a huge deal passing yardage day for Lamar because I think Belichick sees 12 air yards per target right I'm not giving him that yet Andrew still eats Lamar only throws for 218 yards but every throw is more or less spectacular and and he gets in the end zone five times they go five for five in the red zone and it's because of his passes and his legs and his mind Uh,
0: And, and and he's and he's got a pair of sunglasses on on the bench at the end of the game because the future is just that bright. I mean, it's just, he's just, so in these last two games against Miami and New England, you know, he's averaging over 11 yards a run, okay? Over 100 yards in each game. And then he has thrown seven touchdowns against the one interception. Like right now, he's the MVP and nobody's even really close. But uh, but Lamar right now, it, it starts and stops with him. And everybody that said, I maybe this is a contract year thing, he said, I'm going to show everybody that I can carve you up from the pocket, I can break the pocket, I can do whatever I want in this league. The passing to Devin DuVernay in the back of the end zone doesn't get any better than that. just doesn't get any better,
1: Jason. Uh, Cooper Rush, Baldy. any thoughts on what the Dallas Cowboys are doing schematically to make this work? Jerry Jones is ready to put this guy on Mount Rushmore.
0: Uh, they... Completely build a game plan different for Cooper Rush than they do with Dak Prescott. And they should take a page. They were in two tight end sets, max protections all the night, half field reads. Like, and Cooper was protected. He was clean. He's been sacked. He's thrown the ball 62 times in the last two games, Jason. Two wins, two fourth quarter comeback wins. He's been sacked one time. Like the protection first. You can see it from the very first play of the game. You know, CeeDee Lamb's got to catch the ball, but he made some great catches. But they protect first. And when you do, he gets a nice, clean look. He throws a nice ball, catchable ball. Makes the right reads. The running game really picked up big time the last two weeks. Better last week than the week before, but better. Uh, obviously, Pollard is RB number one. Yes. But it, you know, Jason Peters gets 14 snaps. Tyler Smith looks really good. Two rookie tight ends. Like, there's something there, really there. And Baldy, before we let you get out of here, we touched on at the open. Uh,
1: we've got another battle of the goats this week. You saw Brady Rodgers last week, Mahomes against Brady this week. The average NFL score, 42.1 points this year, Baldy. I think this is another low-scoring affair, despite those quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think this is shootout at the OK Corral.
0: Well, we saw last week Indianapolis took Travis Kelsey limited him, uh, doubled him on almost every third down, or had a plan for him on third down, and made Mahomes go someplace else, 17-point offense. Mike Evans comes back for Tampa. That's a big difference, but he'll see a lot of Stephon Gilmore. That'll be a good matchup. Um, This Tampa defense, Tom Brady knows, don't screw this up. The defense is just that good. After those first two drives of Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, they just put the clamps down on that offense. And so Brady knows, don't turn it over. Don't make mistakes right now. Uh, If I got to throw to Cole Beasley, I'll throw to Cole Beasley. Like, we're going to stay in the game. Yep. We we'll When in the fourth quarter. They had a chance last week to
1: do that. Yeah. Bet the under. We appreciate yeah. you guys for listening to this week's edition of In the Huddle. Thanks to our friends at Odyssey. Baldy, safe travels to you, my brother. And we will do this again next week. You got it, Jason. Thanks, buddy. You got it.